Hey, this is Bradley Weber, and I'm super pumped that you're joining us today. If you're a part of our Release City family, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you on our social media platforms at Release City Church or on our website at releasecitychurch.org. There, you can stay connected with what's happening within the ministry, as well as giving options and opportunities to connect with other Release City family around the world. Now, I hope today's message encourages you and inspires you to run your race and become all that God is calling you to be. Now, let's jump into today's message. myself probably look kind of like you did still have my pjs on say pastor b that's too much info <laughs> some shorts and a shirt and i said i'm on my way and then i remembered i hadn't brushed my teeth i brushed my teeth i don't need anybody falling out and it would have been the holy spirit been my breath and when i showed up i saw the evidence of what fear can do to an individual, gripping, isolating. I saw a grown, burly guy, big guy, completely in shambles and a wreck. And I went straight to pray. And as soon as I did, he fell on his face, fell on his knees there at his couch. Fear is nasty. We had already picked that song earlier in the week. Fear is a liar. Fear is not something to play with. And you may be here this morning. Anxiety, worry, and fear is nothing more than a tactic of the enemy to isolate you and get you in a prison where you are not able to live your life and fulfill the purpose that God has called you to do. I know I'm not talking, I know I'm not just sharing his story. I'm, 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 I'm probably up in your, up in your, up in your, 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 your cereal bowl this morning and I'm tipping that spoon around going, yeah, it's you too. It's time to push our plate back and say enough is enough. Worry cannot have control over my mind. My life belongs to Jesus Christ. Come hell or high water, do whatever whatever may come my way. It will not sway me. It will not move me. It will not isolate me. And I will not believe the lie that nobody understands and nobody knows and I'm all by myself. Fear will do that. So before we even jump into the message... Anybody here been dealing with some fear, worry, anxiety? You don't have to come forward. All I want you to do is stand. I'm going to pray for you. Same prayer I prayed this morning. It must be broken in Jesus' name. What's going to happen, God? I don't know what the next move is. I don't know what the next step is. Hear the voice of the Lord. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Fear is an indicator that trust is placed in the wrong thing. There is no difference between faith and fear. Fear is just faith in the wrong thing. Did you hear me? There's no difference. It's just you're putting your faith in something weaker than the greatest. Fear is broken in Jesus' name. Fear is broken in Jesus' name. Fear must bow at the name of Jesus in this place today. Every person under the sound of my voice that is standing or listening online, if there has been fear, it must bow at the name of Jesus now. Everybody say now. 
Fear must bow now. No more worry. No more doubt. No more what's going to happen. No more anxiety. It must bow. When that thought comes, when that, when that arrow gets shot out of the enemy's arsenal, what you say is, I rebuke that thought, and you walk away. Do not entertain that thought. Listen, do not entertain that thought of what's going to happen. Because once you give him an inch, baby, he will take a mile. Do not give him the time of day. Take that back to hell. So, Father, we place our trust, our confidence in you today. There is no name higher. There's no doctor report greater than the report of the Lord. Whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. God has great things in store for you. I'm speaking to you. If you're, if you're hearing my voice, listen. Whether you're standing or sitting, God has great things in store for you. And the enemy knows that. His attack is an indicator of what he is most fearful about you. So whatever area he's constantly attacking, remember, he's exposing himself and showing you firsthand. That is the area that I am most concerned about them. It's that area that you can do the most damage to the kingdom of darkness and do the most advantage to the kingdom of heaven. Somebody say, no more fear. Come on, shout it out. No more fear. Say, go to hell. Thought of the devil. No more fear. No more fear. If you believe that this morning, give Jesus Christ a praise offering. Come on, we believe it. No more fear. No more fear. Hallelujah. You may be seated. How many ready to get into the word this morning? You ready? Everybody say unity. This is going to be one that's going to shake you. It's going to hit different. Matter of fact, if you're taking notes before I ever even give you the title, put it on your paper. Say, it's going to hit different today. It's going to hit different. Check out this video as we prepare for the word. How do we define the word unity? After all, we hear it all the time. Unity in jobs, unity in our schools, and unity in our church. But what is the implication behind the word? Is it nothing more than a group of people working, learning, or worshiping together, loosely linked by a common goal or belief? Perhaps unity begins as nothing more than an empty cup, a framework created to house something bigger than itself, a vehicle built to contain a combination of ingredients, each with their own special qualities that make them unique each consisting of elements and properties that make it perfectly suited to fulfill its purpose. Together, each piece makes its own valuable contribution, regardless of its use as a singular item. Individually, each element is by no means worthless, but when combined together by the hands of a skilled creator, they become something wonderful. A delicious blend of unity. Come on, somebody say, we're better together. There you go. You're learning like a hot, nice cup of beautiful coffee. We are better 
together. Hey, we're better because you are here today, and we're also better because a person who is serving in our military is in the house today who is a part of our church family. Mr. Hayden Trimley, will you stand up and let us honor you today in the house? We're so glad that you were here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome home. You've been in Hawaii, right? Tough serving, ain't it, brother? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, welcome home. Welcome home, by the way. We honor you today. Say we're better together. If you're, if you're watching online, put that in the chat. Say better together. Matter of fact, let us know where you're watching from. We want to, I just heard today before, um, before we came up that there's uh, an individual that was doing his line of work at, at one of our members' houses. And he said, hey, I just want you to know I watch y'all's church every Sunday. And she's like, well, you don't have to watch it. You can come. I love that spunkiness. I love that spunkiness, Miss Jackie. Don't ever lose that spunkiness. So we're excited that you're here today. But we're better together. It's why the enemy spends so much time trying to create division. Everybody say division. Anytime there is a division, recognize that the presence of God may be there, but the enemy is trying to step in. Come on. Division. We see it in our nation. We see it in our schools. Hello. We see it in our families. Division. And we see it in the church. Division. I wrote this down in my notes this week. Division or division blurs our perspective of the vision. Division blurs our perspective of the vision. Because if I take my glasses off, I see y'all, but I couldn't put my finger on your nose, okay? It's blurred, right? And then I thought about it this morning when I was re-looking over him. Division. Everybody say division. That's the plan right there. Vision, die. Die, vision. Anytime there's division in your home, your school, your family, your church, it's try- the enemy is trying to destroy your destiny and your vision. It's a tactic of the enemy. It's called divide and conquer. If the enemy can get us divided, it makes his job that much more easier. So I'm excited about today's topic because I believe that today's word is going to shift your perspective and the way that you think and handle and navigate relationships. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a topic that I like to talk a lot about during the summer. Summer times, I like to talk about relationships at least once a year. We'll, we'll talk about marriage. We'll talk about the single life. We'll talk about dating. We'll, we'll talk about that stuff. But today, I want to talk about how the enemy is coming in to divide and conquer. If you brought your Bibles this morning, let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And I'm going to read from the um, Passion Translation. It'll be on the screen for you. Uh, and it says this, I urge you, and this is, this, is, this is Paul writing a letter to the early church. So therefore, it also um, correlates to us today. And this is what it says. I urge you, my brothers and sisters, for the sake of the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to agree. Everybody say agree. <laughs> to agree to live in unity. Notice it did not say to agree about everything or to agree to agree. I'm going to agree to agree with you. That's not what he said. He said, I want you to agree to live in unity. Live in unity with one another and put to rest any division that attempts to tear you apart. Be restored as one united body living in perfect harmony. Form a consistent 
choreography among yourselves, having a common perspective with shared values. And we've got to be the same way in the church. This letter is written to the church. It's the same way if me and Amy, when we first started dating, and we went to our Christmas party at the company that we work with, and we, baby, can we dance? And we dance. And I'm trying to, it said to have a, have a, have a, a, a consistent choreography. If I'm dancing one way, you know, because that's really how B dances, because B don't have no rhythm to dance. And Amy's got those smooth moves, you know what I'm saying? Just lean with it, mm, and rock with it. And, and B's up there trying to do his thing. That's a lot of how the church is. You got some people in that church groove, and you got somebody that's, whoo, you know. They, but, but he's saying, make sure that you stay unified together. Don't check out on me. I, I, I've already seen some mouths go, and I'm like, okay, God, I know this is actually what you want because the enemy is bringing a spirit of sleep upon your church. Because we don't feel like this is a problem. Hear me. Division is a problem in our nation and in our country unless you're only visiting planet Earth and you're leaving here going back to wherever you came from. But I'm telling you, on planet Earth, at this day and at this time, we are living in an era where, where division is the new norm. And the, in the church, the enemy wants to know, you got boundaries or can I peep my head in too? And I'm going to be the pastor to say, no, 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 we ain't doing that. There is no place for the enemy and his stupid tactics. Not up in here. Because your life is too valuable and too precious for me to allow the enemy to, to come in and start snuffing people out. Let me keep moving. Verse 11, he goes on to say, my dear brothers and sisters, check this out. I have a serious concern that I need to bring up with you. For I have been informed by those of Chloe's house church that have been destructively arguing among themselves. This is called arguments in the church. And I need to bring, excuse me, and I need to bring this up because each of you is claiming loyalty to different preachers. Sound familiar? Some are saying, I am a disciple of Paul, or I follow Apollos, or, or I'm a disciple of Peter the Rock. And some, I belong only to Christ. But let me ask you, is Christ divided up into groups? Did I die on the cross for you? At your baptism, did you pledge yourselves to follow Paul? Thank God I only baptized two from Corinth, Crispus and Gaius. So now no one can say that in my name I baptized others. Yes, I also baptized Stephanus, which I think is so funny because there's always somebody in the group that goes, uh-uh, but you, 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 you baptized somebody else. There's always somebody going to try to point out your flaws. He said, I baptized Stephanus and his family. Other than that, I don't remember baptizing anyone else. Verse 17, for the anointed one has sent me on a mission. Everybody say mission. I'm on a mission not to see how many I can baptize, but to proclaim the good news. And I declare this message stripped of all of its philosophical arguments that empty the cross of its true power. Anytime we get into debate about philosophy, we are emptying the cross of its power. I know how dad felt sometimes. This makes me break that off. The spirit of the Lord is here. Sometimes you got to encourage yourself because y'all are like, well, is somebody causing division in the church? No. Are we trying to de delete the cross of its power? No. 
But what I'm telling you is the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, and you are at the top of that list. I entitled today's talk simply this, Toxic Transfusions. Toxic Transfusions. You know what a transfusion is? That's when you take what some of you got, and I might need it, and, I, and I, same blood, right? Same blood. Put it in my system to help save my life. But sometimes I might put something in my system that is not what I need, and it becomes toxic. There hasn't been a more specific time in history than now that you and I need to listen for and listen to the voice of God. The enemy is so good for, about creeping in and offering a counterfeit truth or a counterfeit word. Listen, you can quote all the scripture. That, don't, that, don't, that doesn't affect the enemy. He know, the word says the enemy knows. He knows the word. If we're not careful, we'll be following the wrong thing, the wrong voice, or the wrong person, and we think we're following God just because they hold the title of Christian. We be, what happens? We become irrationally influenced. In other words, I'm being influenced, and I'm not thought through the process of what's happening to me, and before I know it, I'm toxic. Proverbs 25, 26 says, when a lover of God... When a lover of God gives in, everybody say gives in. When a lover of God gives in and compromises with wickedness, it can be compared to contaminating a stream with sewage or polluting a fountain. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the righteous. He's talking about the people who are walking with God. He's talking about you and I. He's talking about people who are walking in the purposes of God, doing the will of God. They're walking in the authority of the Holy Spirit, and somewhere along the line, the wicked person or the wicked spirit creeps in and begins to whisper. Everybody say whisper. Listen, the whisper of the wicked brings toxins into truth. I'm not saying they're the devil. I'm saying they are under the influence of the enemy. Well, how can you say that, Pastor B? Because if their words is causing a divide or division, that is that is un, they are under the they are under the 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 influence of the enemy. And the whisper of the wicked. What's that sound like? Oh my God! Can you believe? I can't believe they. I can't believe that that church let them come to church. Hot newsflash! You're sitting here, aren't you? And then what happens is we become contaminated and become toxic and we don't even realize it. And then the peace that we once had on us when people used to come to us and seek advice and seek counsel, they, when they come, they, they don't, we don't have anything to offer because we, we don't realize it, but we, have, we become toxic. Why is that? Because somewhere along the line, we've, we've listened or took a part of a toxic conversation and tainted our belief system, and tainted what was once clear. It's called a toxic transfusion. So today I want us, just for a few moments, and if I don't get all the way through this, we'll pick it back up. This coming up week, Larry Seitz will be here, and I'm excited about that. Um, but I'm going to I'm try to scoot through this today because I really want you to get this. I really believe it's going to help set somebody free today. Listen, toxins are sneaky. Nudge your neighbor, tell them, say, they sneaky. Not they, they Day, D-A, day, day sneaky. Toxins are sneaky. The enemy is sneaky. 
Something you need to know about your enemy. Listen, the enemy specializes in getting us, you and I, to open ourselves up to toxic transfusions. And he gets us to let our guards down faster by using the people that are the closest to us. Look down your row at somebody on your row. Not a family member, somebody in the church. And just think to yourself, could it be them? Could it be them? See, because when we get saved, this is our life, right? It's clean, right? And then we, we partake in, in some things, and we need the blood of Jesus, and, and we, we come to church, and, and what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And so he comes in, and am I going to work? Sally, it's, it's not, it's, it's white. I was not good with needles and this stuff. Please, y'all get up for Miss Sally. Be careful coming up those stairs. So this bag represents our life, and when, we, when we're surrendered to Christ, our life becomes filled with all of Jesus. Can you see that red coming through? I don't know what she had, that magic, magic touch. And, and so, so my life is being filled, and then what happens is, let's walk with this thing just for a minute, and then what happens is, yep, let's walk that way. So we go throughout life, and, and we're, we're, carrying our, we're carrying our stuff, right? We're carrying, we're carrying all of our stuff, and this is, this, is my, this is my source. But before long, I didn't know. Now she's, not, she's no longer the nice nurse. She's the nasty nurse, okay? And she's, she's, she's actually going to – we didn't plan this. I'm just, y'all just, I'm just, I'm just, just going with it. Y'all just roll with me, okay? I'll, I'll ask for forgiveness later. And so then she, she's carrying some hurt. She's carrying some church hurt, as a matter of fact. She's carrying some church hurt. Anybody ever been church hurt, been done wrong by, by – Okay, check this out. And so, and so now, she's, now she's put into me some of her ideas and things that have been done to her. And now, 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 I'm, now I've got talk. Now what was once clean and blood. Now it's turning, it's turning ugly. And then we could actually take this around the church and we could come up to you and we could stick you with that needle. Any takers? I didn't think so. And so, and then we could actually insert in you this, it's just some saline solution with some, some, some food coloring, yes. That's about as far as I'll go with ser- illustrated sermons. But we become tainted and we become toxic because we've allowed people to stick us. We've allowed people to, to have contact with us. We've allowed family members who really don't want to see us succeed. They just want, they want to make sure that they can keep you. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you can't allow the toxic influence of the enemy to penetrate your life. That's good. Just let it hang there and let's let them, but turn it off because we'll have a hot mess up here. Thank you so much. Y'all give it up one more time. And some of you walked in here today and your life looks more like this than like this. This represents hurt. Who am I talking to? This represents hurt. 
This represents discouragement. But today the blood of Jesus wants to wash all of that hurt and all of that discouragement. He wants to wash that away today. But, but the reason we're talking about it is because it's not a one-time deal. Because he can wash you whiter than snow. The blood of Jesus can cleanse you. But if you're still walking around and you're still allowing people, toxic influences, to touch and tap into your life, guess what? Before too long, you'll be just like this. What are we talking about this today for? Is because I don't want your life to be like this. I want it to be crimson red. Listen. Write this down. Two things, I, two things I, want, I want you to write down. The first one is this. Toxic influences create toxic environments. You ever said, I have, I'm in a toxic work environment? Anybody ever said that? Okay, stop looking at the place. Let's check out the people. Toxic environments are not, have nothing to do with the room. That desk, that table, that chair, those walls didn't do it. It's the people who come up and partake and fill up that room, sit at that desk. Sit on that table. Some of y'all are already starting to think about the people that you, yeah, I know. Listen, number two, toxic environments expand. They ex, everybody say expand. Toxic environments expand energetically. They're contagious. What do I mean? Toxins create more toxins. This is real life stuff. This is real life stuff. Why is this so important? Dad used to say it all the time, and you're going to know this as soon as I start. Garbage in. Toxins, toxins in. Toxins out. Listen, every one of you in this room today, every single one, is a carrier of something. The question I want to ask is, what are you carrying? Are you a carrier of hope, healing, and faith? Or are you a carrier of anxiety, carrier of anxiety, doubt, fear, and negativity? What are you carrying today? You've got to examine those around you and say, what are they carrying? Next point I want to give you is this. How, how do we do this? How, how do we do it? By establishing is three keys to boundaries. Am I there? No, 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 no. I, I'm not. I'm not there. Sorry. Jumped. Establish boundaries. That's how you're going to protect. Establish boundaries. I just had this conversation with an individual this week. Listen, if we don't take the time to establish boundaries, how can we, how can we expect others to know them, that they exist? You have to set a boundary for your life. You have to set a boundary for your home. You have to set a boundary for your, for your, for your marriage. Ladies, I'll, I'll say it this way. You can't be hanging around with those ladies who have been hurt by men and all they want to do is badmouth, and you're married, and all they want to do is badmouth men because of the hurt and the toxins that they've experienced. Some, at some point, you got to go, you know what? I love you, and we're friends, but I can't allow you to speak that neg- negativity because I'm going to honor my husband. Men, y'all thought y'all got off the hook? Let's talk about it. Want to talk about it? You hang out with those buddies who they are, they are, they are perfect at, at pointing out how good looking she is. Got real quiet up in here. You know. Y'all remember how back in the 80s they used to show those movies with the, with the, with the construction workers? And she, she, everybody say she. Y'all know. She would walk down the sidewalk and what they doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got to stop right there. But y'all know there's some stuff and some signals and things. Be going. 
If you're a married man hanging out with men who may be single or even married, but they're not committed to their spouse, if you hang out with them too long, you're going to have a toxic relationship. All you single men, let me say it this way, don't be window shopping because for for long you will make a purchase. I've heard people say, "I'm, I'm just looking. You look too long, you'll slip. Everybody say established boundaries. So, so Amy and I, on three different occasions, have been able to travel out to California. And, and, it, and it literally, it's, I don't know if you've ever been, been able to go out there, but if you get the opportunity, I encourage you to. But their roads are just like they are in the movies. They're crazy. And when you go up on the mountains, like what you see when they have the burns, when it catches on fire, and, and those roads are like a spaghetti noodle. I mean, they're literally just like this. And this is the thing that caught me off guard. There are no guardrails. Like... I'm, we're talking about boundaries. It's just implied. Don't go over. I could have ran that little rental car SUV. You know how we do with rental cars. It ain't yours, right? <laughs> Not me. Not me. I take it back and wash it and clean. No, I really don't. So anyway, and so 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 there there were no no rumble those little things in the road. You know when you come up to the stop sign it goes. You know how many y'all be honest? How many of y'all go over to the other lane to to miss? It's okay. Adam's not here. You want to talk about okay? I'm just kidding. And it'll always be those ones right by the sheriff's office, right? You're like, should I do it? No, you should not. But they don't have those little rumbles on the side of the road. There's, no, there's nothing. So, so what happens is because there was no boundaries, if I wanted to, I could have went there. Same thing is true in life. If you don't establish and set a boundary, everybody say set. Establish what it is and then set it. If you don't set it, guess what? Just because you, just because you can doesn't mean you always should. At some point, we've got to get to the place where we go, this is my boundary. This is what, I, this is what I'm, not, I'm not participating in that. And if I know that if I continue to hang out with that, it's going to lead to something even nastier than that. You've got to set a boundary, establish it, set it, and then anytime something comes at you, go, I'm not, I can't do that. It may, it may mean you have to defriend some people on your Facebook page. There's an even cooler thing. You can just unfollow them. Y'all can still be friends, but you don't have to see what they're doing. Because see, because social media, Facebook is not a conversation. It's, it's just, a, it's just a, a blank page full of a bunch of statements. And for some reason, we feel like we got to respond and reply to all of them. This right here is more of an indicator of what social media looks like. It's black, it's nasty, and it's disgusting. And if you continue to hang out with this, you're going you're to become toxic. So, three keys to boundaries. Anybody get anything out of this? Okay. First key is this. Listen, boundaries are biblical. So you didn't just think I'm just trying to pull up a little, a little chat, a little talk today. No, boundaries are biblical. The Bible talks a lot about relational boundaries. Boundaries against toxic people are biblical too. Titus 3.10. Go ahead and turn there. Pull it up on your phone. I'll wait. This one's good. This one's going to help somebody. How do I deal with toxic people? How do I deal with, with, with people even in, 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 my, in my Christian circle? 
How do I deal with people in my Christian circle who have, who have they may love Jesus, but they've come under the influence of a toxic way? How do I deal with them? This is what it says. Titus 3, 10 and 11 says this. This is the New Living Translation. If people are causing divisions among you, give a first and a second warning. Everybody say warning. This is the Bible. This ain't past to be. This is the Bible. Okay? After that, have nothing more to do with them. Why? Because they're toxic. If they don't want to change, they will change you if you continue to hang out. And it goes on to say, for people like that have turned away from the truth and their own sins condemn them. So what do you, how do you handle? How do you handle? This one is geared more, how do you handle people in your Christian circle? One, two, three strikes, you're out. I'm going to show you because I know somebody's going, that doesn't sound like Jesus to me. Don't sound like forgiveness to me. Hold on. Amy hates when I do those voices. She's like, where'd that voice come from? I don't know. You like it, though, don't you? Okay, thanks. As long as I don't talk about Ford trucks and Chevys, right? Those of y'all that were here last week. I I had somebody somebody in our church. I won't say any names. Y'all remember last week when I said... You run your life like a Honda Civic, and you run it in a ditch, and you need some help to get out, but you can't call somebody with a Ford because they can't help you. This particular individual in our church owns a Honda Civic and a Ford truck. First thing I was told after the message, thanks a lot, Pastor B. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You okay over there, Cole? Okay, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said I said I was. That was toxic, wasn't it? What can wash away my sins? <laughs> All right, number two. Th- <laughs> I forgot about that. This is the man I always, I always call when I need something with my car. <laughs> He's like, you better call somebody. Just don't call me. <laughs> I love you, Cole. I'm just messing. Y'all see how I was just backpedaling right there? Okay, second key. Boundaries or Blessings. Boundary, you want to be, anybody want to be blessed? You want to be blessed? You got to put a boundary around your life. You got to put a boundary around your home. Our, our girls will tell you, Ansley will tell you, we didn't just let whoever come and spend the night at our house because I don't know what environment they came from. When I lay, I believe that when, I, when daddy's awake and I'm walking around the house during the day and there's people there, that's cool because the Holy Spirit in me is, is guarding and protecting. But when I go and lay my head down at night, I don't know what craziness they just brought up in my house. You got to set boundaries. But guess what? When you set boundaries early, everybody say early, you won't have to have conversations about, sorry, babe, she can't come to the house. You know why? Because she already understood the boundaries. She placed boundaries on her own life, and the, the people that she really wanted to come to her house were people that we didn't have to worry about. Come on, somebody. That's just a little, little parenting there for you. When you set boundaries early, you won't have to worry about having to put the wall up, big boundary, later. They know. You need to set boundaries. Why? Because as a believer, you need to be blessed. And if you don't set a boundary, you can't be blessed. 
Listen, this is, this is a quote that I wrote. You can be a Christian and, and not walk in the full blessings of God because you've got toxic relationships that are polluting your potential. Or you can say it this way. Toxic relationships will pollute your potential. If I let this set here, if I let a toxin set in here, it would actually probably harden and disrupt the flow of life for me and for you. Listen, there's a group, there been in, in my past, there's been groups of people that I could hang out with. Some of y'all going to know what I'm saying, that, that I hung out with. And they had so much negativity around them. When I, when I came away from them, I felt like, I, just yuck, just, nat, just so much negativity now that I'm negative. You ever been around somebody who's just mad all the time? Like, they just see, they, they're just angry all the time. If I get in their presence before too long, then I go home, and then I'm mad, and I'm kicking stuff over. Amy's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, don't talk to me! You know where it came from? That, that has never happened, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. It's never happened. But you know why? It's because I put myself in a toxic environment, and then I allow the toxins to come. Because she and I are one. We're connected. You want to know? You got issues in your marriage? Ask them where they've been. Psalms 1, chapter 1, says this. Everybody say this, though. Say, limit certain people. Limit the people who have access to you. Psalms 1.1. 1, 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk. Everybody say walk. Blessed are you if you don't walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. So let me show you how it works. Let's break it down. Let's look at the progression. I'm walking with the wicked. Hey, how you doing? Hey, can we go get some coffee? Um, lunch break today, let's, you're talking to your buddy, let's go, let's go hang out. You're walking with the wicked. And before too long, now, you're, and now he's invited you over. Now you're standing in the, standing in the way that sinners go. I was just, just, just casually walking. Now I'm standing. And before too long, I'll be sitting at the seat of mockers. Now I was once involved in the church. Now I'm outside the church and I'm pointing fingers at everybody in the church and I'm telling everybody about what's wrong with that church and what's wrong with this church. I can't believe they... You know what you're doing? You're spewing. If, if I had a pocket knife. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I would cut that open and just spew it everywhere. I, uh, it wouldn't be good. Be like the splash zone at that park down south. But that's how we do. We get cut, we get hurt, and then we're just spewing stuff everywhere. It's called toxic. And if you're hanging out with somebody, maybe you're good. But if you're hanging out with somebody who does get hurt because of a jaded perception, and they get cut, they get hurt, and because you're standing around, guess what? You just got it all over you. Hear me. Hear me. I, I'm, I'm almost done. Listen, I want, I want you to understand because for, for that one person, probably one, there's always one in every group. That just don't sound like Jesus to me. That don't sound like the grace and forgiveness. Let me show you. Listen. Listen. You can love everybody, but some people, don't, but some people need to have a long-distance relationship. They need that long-distance plan. I love you, but I love you from over there. I'm going to be right here. I don't know who I'm talking to. 
There's three types of there's three types of toxic people. There's critics, always negative. Controllers, always got to be in control. And tempters, always, always, always trying to tempt you to do something outside of what you're supposed to be doing. Tempting you to gossip, tempting you to talk about. Well, can you just listen to my story? No, I cannot. I know somebody. This is hardcore. Listen, let's look at Jesus. Jesus clearly loved everybody equally, but he did not treat, listen, he did not treat everybody equally. Point in case, he only had 12 disciples, not 1,200, not 12,000. His circle consisted of 12. Oh, no, no, don't, get, don't get me wrong now. He loved everybody unconditionally, but he didn't allow everybody to have unconditional access to him. You got to know who's in your circle. Set a boundary and stick to it. Surround yourself with good people. Next point, you will always rise and fall to the level of people that you're around. You will always rise and fall to the level of people that you're around. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says this, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. My dad used to say that verse all the time. Dad, can I go to the dance at the high school? Dad was tough on me. Tough. Dad was from the old school. You can go to the, you can, you can go to the dance, but you ain't going to stand on the platform and sing and minister because he knew. I'm not saying that that's the way to go. But I am telling you that it kept me out of a lot of stuff that the enemy would have loved to have. Hmm? See, we just think it's okay. Just let my kid go. They, no. You let him go, you're doing just that. Let him go. I'm not talking about dances. I know. The young people are mad at me right about now. Set some boundaries. Set some guidelines. They'll appreciate you later for it, I promise. Amen? So boundaries are biblical. Boundaries bring blessings. And number three, boundaries create and maintain identity. Boundaries create and maintain identity. Set a boundary. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to do because this is what I'm trying to accomplish. Businesses understand this concept and then I'm going to close in just a moment. Businesses understand this concept of letting people know who they are. Anybody know the, while we're talking about Chevy trucks, anybody know the theme song to Chevy? Like a, like a rock, oh, like a rock. What's Ford's? <laughs> Not their song. What's their, what's their catchphrase? What's their slogan? Built. Build Fort, built Fort Tough. Y'all know what the McDonald's theme song used to be there not too long ago? ba -dum -ba -ba -ba. I'm loving it. I would literally go through the, Angela tell you, I would literally go up to the little machine box and do that. I'd be like, da 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 And they're like, can I take your order, please? It was a subliminal message. I'm sitting in McDonald's with the fries that you can put on a counter for a month and they still look fresh. And I'm telling myself, I'm loving it. 
Listen, you may have, y'all like Under Armour? Guys, y'all like Under Armour? What's, what, you like Under Armour, Adidas? I'm talking to you. What, you like? Yeah. Nike. Y'all know Nike? Y'all, y'all probably got Nike shoes, Nike paraphernalia. And some of y'all like Nike. What's Nike? B. Weber. If you were so passionate, you would know it's Nike. E, E, Nike. See? When, when you start doing that, you, somebody who is like, dude, is, is he that dumb? He really don't know it is Nike. They, I do know, I'm trying to prove a point. They have established who they are and we will go to war and fight our friends. Not all Pastor B, it's Nike. Because they're establishing who they are. When you're around people, do they know who you are? When you guys go back to school, do they know who you are? Do they know you're a Christian? Huh? Come on now. Do they know you? They know something about you. What do they know? What do they know? Are you like a rock? Are you built for it tough? Are you loving it, your life with Jesus? It shows. If you're not. That's why at Release City Church, in closing, wherever you are, Seth, yeah. That's why at Release City Church, when we, when we changed the name, we said, we're not just a church in our city. We're a church for our city. We're not saying come and look, look and see what God's doing through us. We're saying come and let's see what God can do in you. See, that's our, that's our, that's who we are. And let me tell you this. If you ever hear anything contrary to that about this house, you need to know that that is a lie of the enemy. Because we have set a boundary for who we are. And we're about watching and helping and assisting get people to Jesus and helping them grow in their Christian walk. What I said to, to Josh and Jessica this morning, most churches wouldn't say. You don't have to be perfect, but you have to make progress. It's okay to not be okay. Some of y'all are like, I'm real bad off. Me too. It's, 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 it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. So boundaries will set and maintain your identity. But your identity can be destroyed through toxic transfusions. So how do we do this? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. But it starts with trust. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you. God will lead you wherever you go. Get intimate with him. Remember what I said, the first 15 minutes of your day. First five minutes, put on a worship song. Four and a half minutes, that's one song. Get in his word. Five minutes. Now you're down to 10. Last five minutes, total of 15. Pray. God, I thank you for work. I thank you for loving me. I thank you for... I thank you for Thank you for helping me, helping me grow. Thank you for your faithfulness. Help me to have a great day.
You'll be surprised at how much you can say. If, you're, if your heart is actually a heart of gratitude, you'll be surprised at how much you can say in five minutes. And before long, you'll be going, I got more to say. If we don't set boundaries, if you don't have established boundaries, today is the day to set boundaries. I'm done. Today was a different style message and a different style talk because I wanted for you to establish and understand the importance of setting boundaries. Young people, set boundaries in your dating relationships. Everybody's doing it. No, they ain't, or they wouldn't be trying to get you. Come on, everybody's doing it. No, you look at them and say, I can be what you are tomorrow, but you can never be what I am today. Talking about the S word. I know we didn't put a disclaimer out, so I'll just say that right there. I can be who you are in a minute. You can never again be who I am today. Don't give up the very one thing that God has given you. For someone else that he has for you because of peer pressure. I feel the presence of, I do feel the presence of the Lord right there. Set some boundaries. Moms and dads, set some boundaries. When you don't, you'll wish you had. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word today. God, I thank you even through crazy illustrations, we can see how important it is. Let me have that one. Father, we can see how important it is to make sure that we don't hook up with the wrong person. Father, if there's anybody here today who says, I've allowed some toxic influence into my life. Can you just raise your hand real quick? I want to pray for you right where you stand. I've allowed some toxic influences in my life, and today... I need a transfusion of his blood to cover me today. So, Father, right now, through the transparency of every hand that's lifted up, God, I ask that you would do a complete cleanse from the top of their fingertips all the way to the tip of their toes, God. God, I ask that you would do a a blood transfusion, that your blood will cleanse and wash away those desires, those areas Father, help them to set boundaries. That's tough, but set a boundary so that their identity can be you, that others will see you in them, on the job, in their home, in their marriage. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for giving us the opportunity as a ministry to be your voice into our community. Father, thank you for changing us today. Thank you for your presence in this place today. Give us a great week. Bring us back safe. And in everything we do, may we acknowledge you and give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name, and everybody said. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it or share it on social media or head over to our website at releasecitychurch.org and click on the giving link and help us to continue to share the message of Jesus and his hope with the world. God bless you. Have an awesome week.